You're listening to The Journey Podcast. What does it mean to nurture your spiritual well-being and how does Kundalini Yoga fit into it? Stay tuned for the details in today's episode. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing and the tough journey of coming out the other end. This is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. In this episode, we embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery and spiritual well-being, guided by our guest's inspiring story. We delve into her profound experiences with Kundalini Yoga, a practice that has not only enriched her life, but has also become a powerful tool for healing and personal transformation. Through our engaging conversation, we explore the fascinating path that led her to Kundalini Yoga and how this practice has evolved into a means of spiritual nourishment and holistic wellness. As we navigate the depth of spiritual well-being, we emphasize the significance of finding one's spiritual path and the transformative potential it holds. Our guest's journey serves as a testament to the profound impact of Kundalini Yoga, offering insights into its practices and principles that can empower us to embark on our own paths of self-discovery and spiritual growth. Manpreet Kaur is a KRI and Rama Institute certified Kundalini Yoga teacher, as well as a singer and published recording artist. She grew up in Ashland, Oregon and discovered Kundalini Yoga when she moved to Los Angeles. Her journey began in 2006, having never taken a yoga class of any kind she stumbled into her first kundalini yoga class and knew she'd found her answer. She has since trained extensively and continues to teach, train, and chant globally. Manpreet embraces compassion and neutrality as the essential coping mechanisms for these highly pressurized times and knows how the practicality of kundalini yoga and meditation can elevate anyone who decides to participate. Join Manpreet for transformative and elevating classes, and may you be inspired towards your authentic joy, unique magic, and creative brilliance. Let's meet Manpreet Kaur. Hi, Manpreet. It's so great to have you on the podcast. I've been looking forward to getting to chat with you because spiritual well-being is such an interesting space for holistic healing and well-being. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. Amazing. And do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your story for starters so that listeners can get to know you a little bit and find out what you do and how you come to do what you do? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. So what I like to say is I'm primarily a student of Kundalini yoga and meditation, but I also am a teacher and a singer and mantra recording artist as well. And I am a student of Kundalini yoga and meditation in Los Angeles. And I was, it was about 2006, I moved to LA and I had spent a lot of my adolescence kind of in the world of 
pharmacology, I suppose you could say. And I had been taking antidepressants since I was in high school and really feeling, you know, at this point I was in my early 20s and feeling like I knew that wasn't the answer for me. And I was having some complications with that. And so I was really in a space where I was seeking answers, seeking alternative ways to heal, to grow, and to really just find stability within myself. And so the journey kind of started with, I started getting into juice cleansing and juice fasting, interestingly enough. That was really helpful in some ways, but I knew that wasn't everything. I just knew that I needed to kind of cleanse my body in order to create, you know, kind of a fresh start for myself. And eventually I ended up walking into a yoga studio in Los Angeles called Golden Bird Yoga. And it was in my neighborhood and I used to walk by it all the time. And I always kind of felt like, okay, I need to check this place out. There was something calling me. (laughs) So it took me probably like a year before I actually went, but I went in and it just so happened that it was a Kundalini yoga and meditation studio primarily. And I had never done yoga of any kind, any kind. I never really even had interest. And so I go and I take my first class. And by the end, you know, by the time we're in Shavasana, our layout at the end, I knew. I was like, okay, on some level, my body, my psyche was very aware that this was kind of the answer to what I had been asking for because I don't know that I'd ever been that relaxed in my life that I could remember. (laughs) So that was kind of the journey. And, you know, I want to say within a year, I was completely medication-free. And I've been that way for the last, it's been about 20 years. And so I'm not going to say that it was easy, but it definitely, the yoga practice, the meditation gave my system the leverage it needed to kind of break out of whatever kind of pattern that was that, you know, the medication was, you know, creating a dependency of sorts. So it was very hard for me to even just wean off of it. And with that practice, I didn't even have to wean. I'm not saying I'm not recommending that for people, but that's just the experience that I had. And so, you know, from there on out, it was really just an experiment of me experimenting with this practice, experimenting with the yoga, taking the classes, doing the meditation. And, you know, I have a background as a gymnast. And so the yoga was pretty easy for me, you know, or I don't want to say easy, but it was palatable. I could understand it. I related to it because of my gymnastics background. The meditation was really hard (laughs) in the beginning. That was something that took a lot of time to cultivate in my psyche. And so, you know, over the years, I really, I got more and more into it. You know, I kind of stuck my toe in, in the beginning. And then gradually, as I saw results, as I began to trust it, because, you know, I was, had a healthy dose of cynicism and, you know, discernment, like, okay, how much can I trust, you know, the culture and the people? And it's very much, it's a culture, it's a culture. And so over time, I began to trust I, you know, ingratiated myself more in the community. I built my own practice at home and it just really grew from there. And I ended up, you know, six years later for my first 
Kundalini yoga class, taking a teacher training, really just to deepen my own practice. But, you know, inevitably, most people end up becoming teachers and actually teaching <laughs> because we want to share, you know, the profound tools that have helped us change our personal lives so much. And so that's what ended up happening. And you know, through that, my approach to music also had changed. You know, in my younger years, I was a punk rocker. I was a rock and roller. I was really into writing and playing that kind of music. And I, you know, I'm still into that kind of music as well, but it's much less. <laughs> and so I really kind of did a 180 with my creative outlet of music. And I really had to reapproach that as well, because I knew I wanted to create mantra music, but I also had to kind of find my own voice within that because it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different, very different vibrational frequency. So, you know, uh, eventually I ended up recording a mantra album and now I, you know, I offer, I teach, I have many different online offerings. I also teach in person where I live in Ashland, Oregon. But that's, you know, kind of the elevator speech of, you know, how I got to where I am and just the profound effect of the practice on my life. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that journey with us. And it sounds like a wonderful discovery that you made when you walked into that yoga studio and something that aligned with what you were looking for. Now, yoga, you mentioned the physical aspect of it was somewhat easier for you because of your background as a gymnast, but there's also the spiritual aspect to yoga. So how did you incorporate that part into your life? And was that part of your healing at all when you discovered that? Yeah, you know, it certainly was. I think in the beginning, I wasn't so aware of that or as connected to it. Like I said, the meditation was the heart for me because, you know, I have a very thought-filled mind. And so it was difficult in the beginning, but I think the spiritual aspect really, I started to realize that that was all of it. And it took me a while through kind of you know, the physical adjustment, the physical balancing, you know, making sure that my vehicle of my human body was strong and prepared for the spiritual aspect. But it took time to cultivate that for my mind. I look at some people like my partner, for instance, you know, we met and he was introduced to Kundalini yoga and meditation through me. He was a meditator before, but you know, he was introduced to it when we got together and I look at him and he can meditate so easily. It's like nothing for him. And I'm like, how does he do that? <laughs> because it was not my experience. And so I I think for myself, it was just whatever kind of karma or incarnational lessons I needed to work out. I had to, you know, cultivate the stillness within myself. That was a big part of my journey. Yeah. And I would imagine that every person is a little bit different. And when they draw on aspects of yoga and meditation, they find things that work and things they need to work on a little bit. So everyone finds sort of their individual and unique path with that. I find that really interesting that you discovered yoga and meditation and it helped you with your mental health also, and I would imagine your physical health. So when you teach today and when you spend time with clients today, 
Do you find that that still holds true? It can bring them a lot of healing when they work with you and when they add these practices to their lives? Yes, definitely. I'd say that most of the people who are regularly coming to classes or you know participating online, it's you know most people are looking for a sense of personal stability in their day-to-day lives, especially because you know we're so inundated with information now and it can really distract us from our inner world and our connection to self and to the divine. And so I think most people, you know, they're looking for that connection and that reconnection with their inner space. And, you know, it can be as simple as that, or it can be, you know, there are people who are suffering from some really kind of heavy life experiences, whether it's health or, you know, relationships or, you know, their own issues with perhaps anxiety, depression, you know, the whole spectrum of things that we go through as human beings. And they're really seeking that relief in a similar way to what I was looking for was like, okay, I know that life can be enjoyable, but what is the secret for me in this life? And I think that's, I feel so honored to be able to teach and kind of help facilitate that experience for people as somebody who, you know, was really searching for that relief myself. And so I do find, yeah, it really helps people find a sense of relief and well-being if it's through acute stress and despair or grief, or if it's even just, you know, maintenance to be able to function and feel strong in their day-to-day life. Yeah. And where do you start people off if they come to you and you can tell that they're searching and they're looking for something in their lives like you were? Where do you start them off? I would imagine it's a lot more than just doing some poses and sitting in silence for a few minutes. So how do you start when people come to you? It's funny because it can be as simple as that. We're very much advocates of, you know, Kundalini Yoga and meditation as an experiential practice. So people have the most kind of transformation in life when they've experienced something for themselves. So I could, you know, talk about it all I want, but, you know, their only real transformation comes when somebody is like, they try it and they have an experience and they realize like, oh, okay, it's not just philosophy. It's, you know, kind of an ancient system to help us have a, you know, more enjoyable life experience. So if I was going to start someone out, I would just say, you know, come to class and try it, see what happens. I'm not going to say that every single person is going to have, you know, a deeply profound experience like the one that I have or that, you know, others claim to have. But I think that anyone who, you know, practices, you know, the technology of it will have an experience of some kind, you know, it's not necessarily for everyone, but everyone who participates will experience some benefit for sure. So I would just say, get into class, whether it's online or whether it's in person, just try it out and see what happens. (laughs) Absolutely. It's that experience that you're talking about. That when we have that and we feel that, I think you put it before, like like you were just 
at home. So you felt aligned with what you discovered. So yeah, when we feel that, it's definitely a big part of the healing that can take place. Now you extended this practice that you found into your music as well. And I listened to some of the music that you've created and it's absolutely beautiful. How did all of that come together to help you in your healing journey? Was your music a part of that as well? Yes, definitely. I think, you know, as a creative person, anytime, and I'm sure you can relate as well, and a lot of the listeners could probably relate as well, like whenever we create something and we kind of birth that creation and we share it with the world, we learn so much from those experiences. And it's never the way you think it's going to be. It's never, you know, you might have some, you know, plan and you have it scheduled out or, you know, and you think you know how it's going to play out. You just never know. And so there's so much that's such a part of the journey. We learned so much through that. And I was really just as a musical person and as a singer, I really wanted to kind of leave my legacy, if you will, my contribution to this legacy of Kundalini Yoga. I wanted to leave something. I wanted to give something. And I felt so inspired and passionate about that. And mostly because I had healed so much and from the practice, from the sound current, from the mantras, they had such a profound effect on my life. And it really felt like a calling. Okay, you have to, you know, create something and leave that thing behind, you know, make one's mark, if you will. But also, I really find it to be true that there are some people who will experience a profound shift or a profound awakening or connection through, you know, our certain unique kind of offerings. And so this is something that we really emphasize as teachers is, you know, for the students to create, create something, create anything, just create something and offer it to the world, because there will be people out there who maybe that's the only access they'll have to it. And just on an energetic level, there's like certain imprints that we each have as unique beings. So when we create art, there are certain people who can only receive it through that channel. And maybe it'll be a lot of people, or maybe it'll be just one, but it doesn't matter because we're here to kind of offer these gifts, if you will, or create these offerings as kind of a vibrational contribution. We'll put it that way. And so it, that was really a big part of it is just feeling like just this deep desire to give to this community that had really given me life in so many ways. And through my love of music, it was only natural for me to create music and, and to give music as my kind of contribution and to continue to give <laughs> that music by the grace of God as long as I possibly can. Yeah. And what beautiful music you have created. And I'm sure that a lot of the listeners are going to be curious to listen to some of your music as well. Now, you had the experience that you found the yoga practice in person. But of course, through the pandemic and the things that have happened, some of that has moved online and there are a lot of classes being offered live or on demand. Do you find that there's a difference between yoga in person and yoga online? Or do you find that it's okay either way for the healing journey? 
I think that whatever you have access to is, you know, what you should participate in. But as far as a difference, yes, I would say there is definitely a more powerful experience to practicing in person with a group of people, because you have not only, you know, your energy, but you have the energy of the group, all of the people who are kind of contributing to that group energy with their presence. And so it, tends to be more, it amplifies the space because you have more energy with more people. So it can tend to be a deeper experience. However, not everyone has access. You know, some people live in places where they don't have an in-person Kundalini yoga class they can go to. And that's the beauty of the technological age is that we can participate online. So I highly encourage people to participate with, you know, what they have access to. You know, I play teach um, mostly through Instagram live. And, you know, the majority of people don't know where I live. You know, we have people all over the world. We have people in Australia. We have people all over Europe, you know, and in the U.S., you know, coast to coast. So, you know, people are kind of finding a way to fit it into their life. And interestingly enough, I find that more people are probably practicing online than in person, especially after the pandemic. And we absolutely encourage that. However, if you can get to an in-person class, we really encourage that as well, because it takes the practice, you know, to that kind of more deeper level. Yeah, the group experience that you're talking about. Now, what is it specifically about Kundalini Yoga that just felt so right to you that you made that part of your life and part of your practice? Was there anything special about it? Maybe even in comparison to other forms of yoga? You know, it's funny because the answer that comes to my mind immediately is it worked. (laughs) It worked. I've only taken one Hatha class in my life. It was after I started my Kundalini practice. And I was like, okay, you know, the gymnast in me was like, okay, I get it. But it was missing that intensity that I experienced through the practice of Kundalini yoga that I really liked. And it's a beautiful practice, Hatha. But, you know, I guess, you know, for me, that intensity of just release and the intense release and like the relaxation that followed is something that I seek. And I think that, you know, some of us, we really, that's really what does it for us with the practice. But as far as other than it worked, you know, I think that if I were to find something that worked better, I would do that. (laughs) But I've yet to find that. That is fair enough. (laughs) So yeah, well, I'm glad you found what worked for you. And maybe that speaks a little bit to the healing journey in itself, that it is so unique. And that, like you said, we just need to try these things and see if they help and see if they work. So when people come to the Kundalini yoga class, and they find that connection, and others might say, well, you know, I prefer some other yoga class or some other form of exercise or physical exertion. So yeah, the individuality of it all. But wow, I'm so glad you found that and that you're passing on your wisdom and what you've learned there. So do you want to go over some of the programs and services that you offer so our listeners can get an idea of how they could connect with you in their healing journey? As far as programs and services, I offer several 40-day meditations throughout the year. 
the next one being we'll start in early January. And basically we meet every morning Pacific time on Instagram live. And we do anywhere from an 11 minute to about a 20 minute meditation. It just depends on which meditation I choose, but it will be the same meditation every morning for 40 days. And I offer this service because it's really a great way to start cultivating a daily practice, which is what inspired me to offer this is you know, it's one thing to practice sporadically. We do receive benefit when we practice, you know, just when we can have, you know, a little time here or there throughout our week. But the tremendous transformation happens when we practice daily. So this was my inspiration for starting this. And, you know, we're about three years in and it's just been such a beautiful experience creating this container and really creating a community of people who want to connect in this space. So we'll offer that in January. And of course, you know, if you're interested in listening to my music it's streaming on all major platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, gosh, I don't know the other ones. <laughs> I think I found some on YouTube as well. Do you have, yeah, a, you YouTube, have a YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, Google, <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> yeah, and we will be linking to all of Manpreet's offerings in the show notes as well. So you can check there for her website address and for connecting with her music and for the offerings that she's putting out in January if you want to participate in those. It sounds amazing what you're planning. So I hope listeners get a chance to work with you on the 40 days for the meditations. And we will link to all of that so that they know how to get a hold of you. Well, this has been another incredible episode and I really hope our listeners have enjoyed this journey into spiritual well-being as much as I have. It has been fantastic chatting with you about Kundalini Yoga and your experiences and practices in your healing journey, Manpreet. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Petra. It's really, it's been an honor to be here. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. Take really good care of yourself and thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please support us by subscribing, sharing on social media and leaving us a review. We appreciate you. And you can find more of The Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and our website, thejourney.com. Sending you love and courage and see you next time.